everybody. Welcome to the Good Share Podcast with Ryan and Ice. I'm Ryan. And he's Ryan. And he's Ice. And I'm Ice. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> I will line that up in post. Oh, my God. Oh, man. So check us out, man. Look. Yeah. Uh, you said that's your fourth one? That's my fourth. It's my fourth one. And, uh, as uh, for those who can't see. Yes. I was going to ask how many ounces it is. It is 26 ounces of fluid, of water. Okay. We're going with H2O. Nice. You know, yeah, man. That's the classic. That's all your body needs. Don't drink calories. That's something I'm going to talk about today. But uh, I'm going to get up on the mic a little bit more. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, 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 you... I'm really fucking tired. Pardon my French. I'm, <laughs> I've been hitting the mileage pretty hard. You... You look tired. You did 14 today. Just today. Yeah, well, I ran about seven and a half, and then I inclined walked on the treadmill for three miles, and I came home and walked Lloyd three. Actually, ended up being exactly three and a half today. Usually, it's a little more, but sometimes I think my Fitbit doesn't really track the GPS as well as it could, but it's usually three and a half, 3.6 something. So, you, you, you showed me your calendar the calendar it keeps track of i think the yeah, miles that you it's a, that it's you run a, or walk i'm i'm going to give a shout out um it's a it's just called running log it's a super cool app that i found last oh, yeah. year it's something uh, i'm going to talk about that in a second uh cool. but uh all it is is it allows you to log any kind of mileage that you do i mean i, I personally don't like people that I mean i guess if biking is all you do then yeah you can log your bike miles but to me it's like mm. a lot easier to do like you can do like 30 miles in a day on a bike because if you're yeah. if you're going down like you're not pedaling that whole time i guess is right. what i'm saying right. but whatever that's that's something else i'll get into but i just like to keep track of it um well because should we just get right into this i mean we can sure <laughs> okay. uh we got some of the uh informal things out of the way um <clears throat> just i want to put this at the top of the show just because uh, I think it's important to, because some may not make it to the end. But just a reminder, if you're not watching this on YouTube, we're available on YouTube. Yes. Uh, there's also the website, which is goodsharepodcast.com. Podcast.com. Podcast.com. That is where you can find links to other places where you'll find the podcast. So if you just want to listen to it, which is very cool and quite all right, yeah, you're not looking at our faces, um, then you can no, find us on No it. one would blame me for not wanting to look at our faces. Absolutely not. But that being so, said, on the video <laughs> version, there's a, there's a lot of fun stuff you're missing out that Ryan's throwing in there. So Yeah, there's a, there's some really neat things. You'll be able to see uh, images and, and other funny stuff that I just, you know, Lack Plus, of. you can see Ryan's super cool organized guitar wall with fancy lights, and then you can look at my studio that just looks like I don't. A rummage sale. <laughs> I, I literally just have drums that I'm trying to get rid of, and nobody cares. Like, that's all right. Hey, it's a working studio, so it's always yeah. in a state of flux. Heck yeah, man. So, Work, go to the website. I'll punch my mic again. Bam. Schmack. Take that microphone. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, anyway, uh, go to the website, 
goodsharepodcast.com. Check us out there. You'll find the links to other places where you can uh, um, get to the audio version. Uh, download it through either uh, Amazon Podcasting, Google Podcasting, Stitcher, and there was one other. Oh, iTunes. Okay, here's the deal. iTunes super popular, but the problem, Apple changed the way uh, servers have to submit the audio file through their pod through their podcast app. So right now, our server is not compatible with that format. It I'm I'm working hard to make it compatible, um, but right now it isn't. So we're not available on iTunes. But I look for that to be a th- for us to be available on iTunes in the near future. So just hang tight Yay. if you don't find us yet. That's why I haven't listened to a single episode yet, because I only listen to podcasts on. No, I'm kidding. On iTunes podcast. I'm totally kidding. So I just want to make sure that that is at the top of the show this time, uh, just so people uh, know that we're available at other things. And uh, the video format is it is fun. It's fun. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's good time. Okay, okay. So last episode. Yeah. Um. Well, I think we left off and I kind of said, like, don't make it complicated. And mm-hmm. I, want, I wanted to get into that today. Well, let me finish up. So the reason I yeah. have that running log app, I found that at the beginning of last year, at the beginning of 2020, um, because the previous two years in 2018 and 2019, I did this online thing. Um, golly, just punching oh, bam. all the time. It's the shock mount arm that's in the way. Anyway, or I mean the the everlasting pop stopper arm that's in the way. My, my Willy Wonka pop stopper. Anyway, uh, there was this thing. It was like an online race challenge thing called Run the Year, which mm-hmm. I think the company that does is called Run the Edge, like RunTheEdge.com. But like, if the year is 2018, you try and get 2018 miles in that year. And, you know, you can do it however you want, like by walking, running, rowing, like what I mean, you could do it by biking, but like, that'd be really, in my personal opinion, it's really easy to do it with a bike. Yeah. You know, but, but whatever. So I did that challenge in 2018 and then I did it again in 2019. And it, the reason I first did it is I felt, you know, like I had only been on my journey for like a couple months at that point, like in January, 2018. But I thought, well, this will be like a good thing to keep me motivated. Cause you know, at that point I was still really motivated. I hadn't, I had blinders on. I hadn't had a moment where I didn't want to go to the gym and I hadn't had a moment where I didn't want to just eat really well and, and eat like the proper amount and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know how long that would last. You know, there, there's like a great, I'm going to mess up how to say it, but like inspiration and and like things like that only last for so long. You have to make things habitual and be consistent about it because there are days when you're going to wake up and you're not going to be inspired or motivated to go work out or to eat really well. But if it's just a part of your everyday life, there's less chance of you, you know, messing that up. And yeah. and I didn't know how long I could keep up my mental focus to keep doing it. So I thought, okay, well, this will at least keep me accountable because I forget how it breaks down, but it was like, if you're trying to get 2018 miles in 365 days, it, it broke, it was like less than five and a half miles or something a day. And I was like, oh, well that, you know, that's, that's easy between yeah. walking and running. 
And so I did. Two, 2018 divided by 365 is 5.5. Okay. Well, there you go. <clears throat> I think it's here. Okay. There's a motorboat outside. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and then, and it was great. And here's what's really funny. Of, of I course should... there's a motorboat outside. I mean, look at my shirt. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I should have had this pulled up ahead of time. I'm sorry. Uh, but I do have a folder in my photos so that I can find it really quickly. Just kidding. I thought I did. Well, that's, oh, right there. So, so here's the funny thing in 2018, like to run the year, you just had to run 2018 miles. So my whole thing was, this is going to keep me accountable. It's going to keep me motivated because, uh, they had an app or it wasn't an app, but it was like a web page that you could log every day, oh. you know? Uh-huh. Right. And I really liked that because then it would, it would show your totals for the week. It would show your totals for the month, whatever, show, show your totals for four months. Like, and uh-huh. it was super cool. And so you only had to run 2018. I ended up running 3,261.56 miles. Well, running and walking combined. Now, I'm in, not, I don't want to. In 2018. Yeah. I don't want to say I just ran them all. I did not run them all. Like between running and incline walking on the treadmill and walking my dog. And I think sometimes I would row because 2,000 meters, if you row 2,000 meters, that's like 1.25, blah, 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 miles. Oh, okay. So sometimes I would like go row two or 4,000 meters and that would be like two and a half miles or 1.25 miles or whatever. But total miles that I did between those three things, mostly walking and running was 3,261.56. And it was awesome. You know, you get a medal, you get a shirt. And, and I like, I, what's really funny is I ordered the two X shirt and it was like, like a workout, like wicking mesh shirt, you know, uh-huh. and by like, June, I couldn't, it was like too big on me. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is awesome. So then I did yeah. it again the next year because I really liked having the availability of that calendar where it, you could log your miles. It would total them up. It would show you a breakdown of every day, every month, whatever. Uh, and so in 2019, I did a little less because, well, I did a little less. I did 2,946.59 miles. So I was still way over what you had to do, but I ended up doing less um, because I figured out in 2019 that doing all that cardio, while really good for physically, it's really good for your heart, like it conditions Mm -hmm. you so well. I mean, that's how I got my resting heart rate into the low or to mid forties, like all the time. Because I was just doing that kind of thing all the time, right? Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. And and I I enjoy that because for me, it's like a mental and, a, and an emotional health thing. Like running for me has become almost meditative. Like I have the same running playlist that I listen to every day. It's, uh-huh. like, it's like two and a half hours long. And I usually will just pick up wherever I stopped on the day before. Or whenever, right. whenever I listen to it previously and I just kind of get into a zone and I'm, I'm like, I'm not really thinking about the music. It's background music, but I'm not really thinking about what I'm doing. And like that has been really good for some of the emotional or mental, uh, health things that I feel like maybe I suffer from every now and then that we all do. I'm not trying to act mm-hmm. like I'm a special case. Or whatever. No, no, I got you. So long story short. I didn't, I didn't want to do the challenge the next year 
because it cost money. It was like 50 bucks or whatever, which is not a lot of money, but like, I just didn't feel like, okay, at this point, I don't think I need it as a thing to keep me motivated. Sure. But I wanted a way to keep logging my miles where it would like total them up at the end of the week, the end of the month, the day, whatever, the year. And I, cause I was like, well, I could just make entries in my calendar on my phone, but then it, it's uh-huh. not going to total them up, you know, and show me a, a, a breakdown of all that stuff. So I found this app called running log and it's super cool. That's all. If, if they want to sponsor the show, that's cool. But the only thing I hate is I just updated it. And the way you set your <laughs> clock now, like for uh-huh. what time this run took place, I hate it. They need to go back to the way I was. Is it the little pop-up thing? No, it like it used to just be you tap on that and it would open up and you could just scroll the minutes or the hours and the minutes. Right. Yeah. And you could see them and it was like a like a dial, you know, Mm -hmm. now it's just like this little window that opens up and then you tap on it. And then that little window just comes up here and you can only see the numbers that you're scrolling. And it's like really annoying because you, I can't get my thumb out of the way to actually see what I'm putting in. I'm afraid that might be an iOS problem. Mm, well, they should fix it. Whoever it yeah, is should fix it. I'm Whatever. not a big fan of the new, um, the new <clears throat> clock or time window. Like it looks, that, it does it like this. It's an iOS. It's really annoying. <clears throat> like if I go to put an entry in here, mm-hmm. can you even see that? Okay. And I go to put the time of day, it's down there. And then I tap on it and it's up there. And it's like, yep. it used to just be right here. Yes. And yes, it was like, I could a, see everything. That's an iOS change. Come on, Apple. I know. I know. You know, they think- I won't lie. Side note. I, I got this new 12, iPhone 12, mm-hmm. and it's great. Except for one thing that was really bugging me, which pertains mm-hmm. to running. I always run with Bluetooth headphones in, headphones of any kind, whatever. Yeah. And I would get like 15 minutes in and there would be this notification that would pop up and it oh. would turn my volume down. And, and it was like parenting me about you, you your volume you has been at a, like a, a loud level for too long. Uh, so they did the, the last update. They did change it. You still get the <laughs> oh, warning. They, they get, you get the warning and it yeah. says volume should be turned down, but it doesn't oh, actually do it for you. It doesn't do it. So I think you. that enough people complaining that like, Hey, you're not, you don't need to big brother yeah. me. Like, yeah, this is Thanks, ridiculous. Mom. I'm sorry. Like I've played drums professionally for 20 plus years. Like if I don't have my volume almost all the way up, I can't hear it. Right. And I'm trying to block out the clunkiness of my footsteps. So, right. Yeah. Don't worry, Apple. I've already done the damage myself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> trust me. I know that it's loud. I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. A- anyway. So, so back up to 2019. Mm-hmm. And this, I want to touch on this, maybe not today, but in a, maybe in the next episode, episode mm-hmm. 7C or whatever we're going to call it. But I'll yeah. just talk about it quickly. The reason. Well, we're on part two right now. Right. So this is episode seven. eight, part two. No, episode seven. No, we're, we're, we're at eight. Seven was before, but this is eight. Part two. Seven was part one of our health and fitness discussion. Well, okay. Well, I don't know. You had me title it 7A when I said it to you. I did. I did. And that was internal. That was internal. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Internal titling. No No. one should know that. It's it's highly confidential. Top top secret. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. Okay. Well, whatever. I want to touch on it probably in the next episode, but I will just talk about it real quickly for a minute. 
the reason yeah. I didn't do the challenge last year, which I'm glad I didn't because with COVID and everything, I, I didn't end up getting 2019. I got, or 2020, oh. I got 1900 in some, I got close, but with oh, okay. moving and having a baby and not being oh, able, right, not right. being able to run on the treadmill, like I run outside in the colder months, but I can't do it every day cause it kills my knees. Mm-hmm. You know, and but like not being able to go to the gym and put the miles in on the treadmill, it was just, there was no it's, way it, I was going to be able to get there. It's just hard to yeah. do things like that in the cold, man. Oh, I, like, dude, I like running in the cold though. So I can't down here. I can't run in like August outside because the humidity is unbearable. Oh yes, it is. The humidity is you know? horrible, like, dude. Back in November, <clears throat> I I uh, it was the first time actually running one outside. I've done this distance on the treadmill several times, but. I, Part of me always feels like, well, I'm not a real runner because real runners run outside more than they run inside. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the treadmill, you can just keep it at one. Uh, you're not on in, you can just keep it flat, you know, like outside yeah. you're dealing with distractions visually. You're doing which are also mental. You're dealing with uh, inclines. You're dealing with, you know, weather, terrain, terrain, differences. Yeah, wh- whatever. So mm-hmm. but I have run 13.1 a half marathon many times on a treadmill but i never done it outside and last november i just woke up and i was like man today's the day it's like it's only going to be like 31 degrees outside it's going to start drizzling and then turn into snow at like 8 30 ish mm-hmm. which I'll, I'll be like towards the end of my run i was like i'm gonna go drop the kids off at school and i'm gonna go run the hendersonville greenway mm-hmm. so i ran the whole thing is only like 10 miles, but I ran the entire thing. And then I went back and ran like another three. And I was like, just, and when I got close, when I was at like 12.85 or something, I was yeah. like literally just doing circles in like the big parking lot. Cause I just wanted to get the distance. <laughs> uh, but I, so, I mean, I ran a half marathon outside. He's it, going for distance. Dude, dude, he's dude, going dude, for dude, speed. He's going. <laughs> I was definitely not going for speed. I finished I finished in like an hour, 50 minutes, which I was pretty stoked about considering it was outside. And it was, dude, it was so beautiful. It was like, it turned into like snow. And you, I mean, I had my headphones in, but you know, like when it's snowing and it's like real quiet and still outside mm-hmm. and it was like crisp and cold, man, it was awesome. Mm. It was a few times last year where I got back in my car after I ran and I just felt like, yeah, man, I fucking kicked today's ass. Like if I don't do anything else, I fucking just ran a half marathon this morning. Right. You know, j- right. not not like for an official race, just because I wanted to. And I felt just like I could. You wanted to, and you could. And, you know, last year had a lot of defeating moments. So to be able to throw that in there was a good thing. Yeah. But anyway, I did not do the challenge the next or last year because I, in 2019, I started training with this guy, Damon Carroll which yep. we'll, we'll probably talk with him or talk about him in a future episode. But I learned that like doing that much cardio to extremes, like 3000 miles in a year or whatever, as good as it is for your heart and like my mental health and everything, it is not the best way to lose weight. Unless you like want to be a distance runner. Mm. It's probably not the best thing because you're not, you're changing your body composition for the worse because 
the the way you want to do it is maintain as much muscle mass as possible and lose body fat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because muscle mass is a lean body tissue and it helps like the more muscle mass you have on you, the more calories you can eat without gaining weight because muscle tissue is active tissue. Oh, really? Yeah. So like, huh. for instance, I always think this is the perfect way to do it. And somebody else said this to me and then I was like, oh man, look at like a marathon runner who does it all the time. Okay. And then look at like sprinters who run short distances, but run them, try and run them as fast as they can. You're going to see two for the most part, 95% of the time, you're going to see two totally different body types. Yeah. The long distance runner is going to be really, really skinny. Yeah. Like they're not, they're not going to be carrying much muscle mass on them. But they're probably mm-hmm. also not going to have like six pack abs. Like they're going to be skinny. They're not going to be like, they're not going to look fat. Right. But they are not like muscular because no. their whole thing is like, I've got to run for three and a half hours. I want to carry the least amount of weight as possible. Sure. Right. But a sprinter needs like the, the, the your, uh, your quick titch, quick twitch, right? Muscle tissue, those fibers. So they are bigger and they like, they're definitely, they are cut. They're way more cut. Well, even, yeah, I guess cut is a good way to say it. I mean, it's, it's on the brink of using that word, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But like they are, they're bulkier, but in a muscular shapely, like defined way because they're, they're using, they are going all out for 30 seconds, 45 seconds, a minute, you know, whatever. And then they're done. But but they probably do a lot more resistance training mm-hmm. than just straight up running. Whereas like a, a, a long distance runner, you're, you're, you don't really want to put on a ton of muscle mass. And, and the reason I'm saying all this is uh, through that statement and through some people I talked to. And then after training with Damon, he was like, man, you know, I get like, I don't want to tell you not to run because if it's something you really like, it has a, many health benefits. He's like, but if I were you, I would work on like not trying to up the distance all the time. Cause there was a point where I would, I would literally go to the gym and I would run, just mm-hmm. run like 10 miles every day on top of like whatever other walking I would do. Now in that 10 mile run, approximately how long was that? Like how long uh, would that take? I got it to where I was doing, excuse me, <coughs> excuse me. I got it to where I could do 10 miles in like 85 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Tennessee. <coughs> um, but his whole thing was like, maybe he's like, if I were you, I would start working more on trying to up your intensity, you know, cause if I, if I'm like at that point, not so much now, cause I, I've got to get a little bit back to where I was because of last year. But at that point, when I started working out with him, I could run 10 miles at like a six and a half minute mile, which I think is like nine minutes and 13 seconds a mile or something pretty effortlessly. Like I, I could almost just zone out and do it and then be done and um 
or even if I would push it a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was like, maybe shoot for like six miles, but maybe try and get like six miles in like 45 minutes, or 40 mm-hmm. minutes or whatever. Like to where you're not quite going all out, but you're, but you're, you're really working a lot a, harder. Yeah. It's not pretty easy for you to do. <clears throat> yeah. Which yeah. because incline did, was that a thing? Uh, not when I run, but usually now I have this kind of routine down where most of the time I call it my six and four where I try, mm-hmm. I'll try and run six miles and I try and get it between 45 and 50 minutes. If I'm feeling really good, I'll try and get it under 45 minutes, especially right okay. now. It's been hard to get that level of conditioning back. But, and then on, on the days that I have time, which most of the time right now is every day that mm-hmm. I will run that six, but then I will incline walk four and I put it at a pretty brisk speed. I do like four and a half miles per hour. Cause four miles an hour is a 15 minute mile. So that's, you know, in 60 minutes you can get four miles, obviously. So I go up just a little bit and it ends up being like a 13 point, I don't remember, or 13 minutes and 20 some seconds or something like that per mile. Under 14. Yeah. And then I put the, I put the incline on like a seven and a half percent. But I was thinking about this today because I was looking around and it drives me crazy. Some people might be like, well, seven and a half percent, that's nothing. I I incline walk at 10. Mm -hmm. But if you're inclined walking at, if you're inclined walking at 12, but you've got both your hands on top on top of the the par- or even one, it doesn't matter. You might as well just be walking flat because you're taking away the whole point of the incline. Right. What and makes there's... incline walking harder and helps burn more calories while you're doing it is the posture that you have. Right. Forcing. You're your leaning. Own... You're leaning into the incline as if you were walking up a hill in real life. You don't have anything to hold onto when you walk up a hill in real life. Right, and if you, know, you did, it becomes easier. Yeah, absolutely. That's why people use walking sticks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like, you might as well be holding on to somebody who's like just faintly, gently pulling you, and you're still walking. Sure. You know, so I just do seven and a half. I swing my arms as if I'm walking. Dude, it'll, it wipes you out. There are days where, like, I feel that that wipes me out more than the run I just did. Wow. Well, and before, I don't want anyone to think we forgot, but at the end of this episode, we'll check in with each other as far as where our weight is this week, how we're feeling. And I want to talk to you about, you know, your whole, your testosterone pellets and if you're feeling any different, feeling better, any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to talk to you about that and uh, let you in on a couple things, but yeah, we'll hold that off till the end um, because it is really interesting. Yeah. Um, But before we get to the end, because we're not there yet. You were saying something about complicated and keeping things simple because it doesn't need to be as complicated as a lot of them make it out to be, and and rightly so because it. Now I'm not saying all of these, yeah. but from what I've read and what I've heard, and I've seen others, you know, advertising their fads or whatever their workout regimen, they do make it somewhat complicated. But I think a lot of times they use that as a sort of as a scare tactic. To keep get you invested. Well, yeah, because they they want you to think that I can only do this if I use this program or if I if I drink these shakes or or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And I'm here to tell you, I didn't do any of that bullshit, and I lost over a hundred pounds. Right. Like, it's not when it really comes down to it. <clears throat> the science of losing weight 
Mm-hmm. It's not complicated at all. Well, tell tell me tell me because I don't really. I mean, we've talked about it, but I don't really know. And I know you've done a lot of research and a lot of like just basic understanding of calorie count and yeah um, which i got into all that stuff way mm-hmm. after i started this like at first <clears throat> i wasn't counting calories or anything i just knew that i needed to eat better and eat less I which that you. that's a two-part thing okay um, so uh, before then, you move on because i got a, I got okay. a question yeah yeah, yeah. hit me because you do you 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 move rather quickly sorry and, well it's because this is all in my head i think about yeah. all the time uh, and, and I, I, I also do want to say I'm not, I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a trainer. Sure. I don't have a degree. This is just stuff that works for me. And, and I am very passionate. So I do read a lot about it or listen to a lot of podcasts about it, but I'm not and an expert. Pro- <laughs> and it has proven to work. <clears throat> sure. I mean, sure. The pictures alone tell the tale, but <laughs> well, yeah. <clears throat> so, okay. So, so real quick, this is a very easy yeah. thing, no, hit but, me, hit me. but, Okay, so like I've been changing my diet rapidly um, and doing the same thing, but I I run into times where I'm I'm hungry, man. I'm, I mean, like my gut is doing the thing where it's gnawing away, right? And it, and it's, it hurts a little bit because I'm I'm hungry. So I'm sure you've had and deal with the same thing. What do you What are you doing? I also I haven't eaten yet. I'm fasted. Uh, I've not yeah, eaten yet today, what you told and it's me. one o'clock, uh, which ties and nicely into what ties nicely into what you just asked me. So, yeah. yeah, part of that is I know I said it's not complicated, and it's not. That doesn't mean that it's not hard or difficult. Okay. Um, <clears throat> if you really want to lose weight, you have to fight through some. You have to fight the urge. Hunger. Um, mm. that that's just part of it. At first, I think this is fascinating. I don't know how much science there is behind this, but. I think about this a lot. And I've heard other people talk about it. If you go back to like the beginnings of, of man, whenever that, whenever you define that, which I don't, that's a, I don't care. But uh-huh. if you think about like 300 years ago, when you had a hunger pang, you didn't have food readily available. Right. That hunger pang was a signal that you either needed to go hunt or gather. It did not mean that you needed to eat right this minute. It just meant that, Hey, in a few hours, you are going to need to eat. Huh? Okay? okay. Okay. The tough thing about the world today is that you can go to a gas station and for 10 bucks, you can buy food that calorically is enough calories for your entire day. And you don't even bat an eye, right? Food is right. everywhere and it's really cheap and it's really readily available. It's not right. always great for you. Right. So, well, I mean, earlier I said I was hungry and I called you, I called you and yeah. I said, uh, should I go get a firehouse sub? Yeah. And I was obviously thinking a very small sub, but what you said uh, convinced me otherwise. And you said, no, uh, well, I wouldn't do it. You didn't tell me no, but you I, said, I, I, I think I said, it. you're an adult. You can do what you want. But if you're really serious, right. I personally wouldn't do it. I'm not. I'm not, uh, I also don't want to come across that I'm villainizing any one specific food because I don't believe in that. I, it is not food's fault that someone is fat. It is not a specific macro. It mm-hmm. is not carbs fault that you're fat. It is not fats fat that you're fat. Mm-hmm. It, it is your own fault. Now I'm, I'm not saying it's your fault in the sense that, well, you should know better because I do think there's a lack of education when it comes to understanding 
certain things and maybe yeah. not everyone always has the knowledge, but at the end of the day, you are accountable for what you put into your body. Yeah. End of story. And right. it is not just one specific food or type of food that, that does it. All that to say, yes, in the beginning I was well here. Cause here's what I did in the very beginning, <clears throat> November 5th, 2017, I was working out, not doing much, but I was doing what I could. I would come home and I would eat a banana after mm-hmm. I worked out. And then like three hours later, I would make the tiniest salad ever, like a cereal bowl salad. Right. With not much on it. <clears throat> because, I, I mean, Nashville has a thing of like their food. Nashville's food is hot chicken, right? And yeah. I, I like spicy foods. So I make my own hot chicken at home. I don't fry it. I just bake it. I buy like some chicken tenders at Kroger. Okay. Bake them. Put a little yeah. cinnamon in there. That's the trick. Put a little cinnamon. Not not for any specific reason other than I just like the way it tastes. Yeah. Um. And I was I was literally a cereal bowl size salad with like lettuce, some shredded carrots. I would do like some sliced almonds, like some baking type almonds, just very yeah, little. Yeah. <laughs> However you want to say it, I'll say it right. You can say it weird. <laughs> um, a, like just a few craisins, like dried cranberries, and then oh my gosh, just I just forgot a, all about that. Just a little bit of hot pepper cheese. And then I would do two chicken tenders. So your Which hot is, chicken, how you did the hot chicken is with the cinnamon? Well, I, 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 for a while I experimented with making my own uh, blend of like hot chicken spices. But then I was at Kroger one day and down here, since hot chicken's a thing, I was like, oh, they have like a hot chicken thing you can buy. Oh. It's like, so it's all the spices I was using, but it's just a lot easier. Right, right. So right. I, I. Do I do some of that in a bowl and I put a bunch of cinnamon and then I just, you know, coat the chicken tenders in that, put them in a pan, put them in the yeah, oven for like cinnamon. 20 minutes, bake them. It's, re- it's real good. But anyway, uh-huh. so I'd have a banana right after I got home from working out. Then like three hours later, I'd make that little salad with two pieces of chicken, which is like four ounces of chicken maybe. Uh-huh. And I, I wouldn't eat anything else. I would get hungry, but I wouldn't eat anything else until dinner, which dinner was always the variable because it's whatever we were eating as a family. <clears throat> But right. like Amy cooks pretty, I hate to use the word healthy, but she cooks pretty balanced. It was always like a protein and a vegetable, a starchy carb and like some fruit. Okay. So okay. <clears throat> the one thing I did, which then Damon, when I started training with him, he later confirmed like, yeah, this is what you should do is I would, if there was a starchy carb, like a sweet potato or rice or something like that. I would not eat near as much as I used to because it's dinner and like, I'm going to, you know, if we eat at six, three or four hours later, I'm going to bed. Like I'm not using that for energy for a fuel source. <clears throat> and I'm I'm also, I don't want to, I don't want to fully replenish all the carbs that I use that day because I'm trying to accelerate weight loss, fat loss. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, Cause you know, like people that are like really in shape, like, if you weigh like 215, but you're like 10% body fat and you're just a big dude, like you can eat 3000 calories and your body's using every bit of whatever you eat. Gaining weight is not really a thing that's in the back of your mind. Now, if you eat, if you have like a day where you eat like 10,000 calories, well then sure. If you do uh-huh. that over and over and over for a week, yeah, you're going to be heavier at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. But like your body composition has a lot to do with how your body processes food and uses all the nutrients. But all that to say, 
I think the combination of the fact that I, so my trick was if I had hunger pains and it wasn't a time when I should eat, yeah, I would chew gum right. and, and, and I would, I was drinking a shit ton of water. Sure. I always try and get at least a gallon, but, but normally I'm around like 160 to 180, somewhere in there ounces. That's kind of what I've been, no, not the gum thing, but <clears> that's kind of what I've been doing. Like if I get hungry, I'll drink a bunch of water yeah. to suppress it. Yeah. So I would chew gum. And then after dinner, I, this is the thing that I would do sometimes. If I felt like, oh man, like, like for me, certain meals at dinner time wouldn't always be as, as like fulfilling or satiating as some others. Like if we had like fish or something like mm. it'd always be like fish with some like brown rice and broccoli and like, I don't know, like strawberries or something. Right. That's mm -hmm. just an example. But like, I'm not eating a whole lot of rice, but like fish is a really, depending on what you're eating, but we would eat like tuna or salmon or mahi or something. Those are pretty lean protein packed fish, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't always feel, I would be at a point to where I, I didn't even feel like full. I've really felt like, Oh man, I'm, I'm really hungry. But if, if in early on when I was so determined to just keep seeing the scale go down, I would go brush my teeth within half an hour of eating because then I was like, well, I already brushed my teeth. I don't want to have to do it again before I go to bed. And that way, <laughs> that way I won't eat. I'm not going to drink like a glass of orange juice, which is unnecessary liquid calories. Like none of that, you know, I've already brushed my teeth. Right. I'd pop a piece of like sugar-free gum in or whatever and chew that until I went to bed at nine 30 or 10. Wow. You man. know, but dude, so here's, that's the thing is like losing weight and everything you have to do, as far as like exercise, that's all physical, right? The mm -hmm. eating, it's all mental, man. It is all mental. It is how determined am I to actually change my body? And not easily reach for this particular thing yeah, and put it in my face. And I, I personally had a very like emotional, I hate that word, but like I had like an, a very emotional relationship with food. Like not yeah. even in the sense that I was aware, but like, you know, if you, Oh, I'm going to sit down and watch TV. Well, I'll have a bowl of cereal or I'm yeah. going to eat this bag of chips or I, yeah. even something that's quote unquote healthier, like cashews and almonds and pistachios or whatever. Like, sure. dude, nuts are so calorically dense that if you eat more than a cup, you're over 200 calories just from wow. that. And at that uh, cup of nuts, and it might not even be a cup. It's definitely not a cup because peanut butter is like two tablespoons. So it's like a quarter of a cup of nuts is like 200 calories. So if you eat past that, I mean, how easy is it to like eat a whole bag of cashews? Oh. I freaking love cashews. It's my favorite nut on the planet. Yep. But dude, that's like, depending on how big the bag is, you could be at a thousand calories just from that right there. That's crazy, man. I didn't yeah. realize that. Oh yeah. That's why. And I, I said this to you on the phone earlier, but I always love when people reach for nuts or peanut butter or any kind of nut butter if it's almond butter, cashew butter, and they're like, well, I'm just trying to get some protein in. Yeah, nuts have protein, but in my opinion, it's not like a, if you're strictly eating something just for protein, nuts mm -hmm. are, or, or nut butters are not the way to go because it's going to be, if you actually eat what the serving is, you can be like between 180, 200 calories, and you're maybe going to get between six and nine grams of protein. To me, that's not efficient because that, that's a whole lot of fat and other stuff that's in there. So my chickpeas better be a better option, something like that. Yeah, I, I honestly, I have, I don't know. 
I I don't know a whole lot about like my vegetable proteins because I'm not mm-hmm. I haven't dabbled in being vegan or vegetarian or mm-hmm. anything like that. I know that like you know pea protein is really good, but I don't know what the breakdown of the macros is. My personal opinion is whatever you're eating, if you're going to call it a a I'm eating this for the protein, it should be 10 it should be at least 10 grams of protein for every 100 calories. Whoa 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 whoa. <laughs> Hold up man, hold up. We're 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 we're, we're way beyond where uh, I mean, there's so much more yeah. left to talk about. There, there it's yeah, a lot more. More than we can fit into just this one episode. Yeah. So we're going to have to hold here, stop uh reset and do another episode which will be part tres part this three. was part two yes part three of Dose. our health and fitness uh episodes or series right yeah or series yeah so um so uh that's where we're gonna hold off for now and uh, before 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 we you know say adios to everyone uh i just wanted to let you guys know <coughs> Physical contact during a conversation is completely normal when speaking Spanish. Good share. Hey, thanks for listening or watching the Good Share podcast. Hey, Ice, tell them what they can do. Well, if you're enjoying the show, please take a minute and like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. And don't forget to ring that bell so you never miss an episode. That's right. And if you want to know more, go to the Good Share Podcast.com. Say hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. Thank you.